Vision 7 Radio Network welcomes Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, heard every Monday at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Time, using nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent afterlife evidence, quantum physics, consciousness research, and ancient writings, we seek to understand who and what we are, how reality works, the nature of God, and the meaning and purpose of our lives. Join Roberta weekly to better understand our one reality and gain insights into how we can make the most of the glorious eternal beings that we are. Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence in modern science combined to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm especially happy that you're with us today. My dear friends, sometimes when people court a fearless life, right on the edge of whatever event spirit might be willing to offer them, then spirit might take us up on whatever it is we seem to be inviting into our lives. And Seek Reality, which is now more than a decade old, has had some pretty amazing guests as a result. We started out mostly talking about the afterlife, and back then that seemed kind of racy. It's not now. We know everything probably there is going to be that to find out about the afterlife from here, and we can talk about it. And it's pretty staid, I think, right now. Our lives really are eternal, but, you know, seek reality. Reality is a pretty big topic, and of late, seek reality has attracted some interesting people to join us here, especially including today's guest. Michael Peter Langevin is someone who took the 60s seriously. Of course, I know that because I was there, and I took the 60s a little bit seriously, too, in that I tried to smoke pot, believe it or not, once in college, but I didn't inhale. I didn't know how to inhale. However, Michael Peter Langevin took the 60s seriously, and he dove right in. I don't mean just by doing psychedelic substances. I've never even asked him about that. Uh, and anyway, that was the easy part of the 60s. Everybody was doing it. No, our guest today delved into trying to find and understand and experience for himself all the ancient, weird, shamanic things that it was still, I didn't even nearly realize it was still possible to do some of these things in the 60s and 70s in the deepest far corners of the earth. These are ancient things, far, far ancient things from far before Jesus was born, far before I've never even known, nor talked to, nor read about, nor met anyone who's ever tried to do these things. I didn't think you could do these things. To be frank, I didn't know it was possible to do these things as late as the 1960s and 70s, and our guest today has done these things, and he's written about it. I do know enough now to know that what he talks about was once real, and it's attached to, to, to reality. So he has sought reality at the far edge of what reality even is. I just read his book. I loved his book, but I'm kind of 
weirded out about his book. You may well be too, but I'm recommending his book because it's a fun book after all. So let's just have at it. Welcome, Michael Peter. It's so good to have you with us today. I'm thrilled about this. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is something really amazing. First, I want to know what even made you want to try to do this. Well, as I start the book, um, I was born the son of a funeral director and the grandson of a funeral director. I remember the funeral stuff, but I don't care what made a kid say, I just want to go to the far edge of weird. What made you want to do it? Well, I guess... Um, I mean, I understand. The guy, the guy who was dead sat up yeah. and, he, and he weirded you out. But still, 99.92% of people in the world would have said, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to go any farther than that weird guy who sat up and he was dead. The strange part of life just always intrigued me. I read somewhere that the Egyptian priests had to learn to do embalming in order to be able to teach the people about spirituality. And I think being around that in my youth, I just couldn't. I couldn't get enough of the greater reality. It, it, it became clear to me early on, the reality was sort of like an onion, that we live in one little slice of it, but there's so much more. And that was true then, and it's true now. And, and I, I made it my, uh, my last work to keep looking for those rocks that aren't usually overturned. I never thought I would meet anybody who courted weird. I mean, this is, this is like... The only thing that interests is someone saying, okay, I've read the Bible, but the only interesting thing about Jesus is that he cast out demons. I want to know more about those demons. Exactly. That's like, that's like you. That's you. Okay. Exactly. And I worked in a, I worked in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, a, a funeral home. The only thing that interests me about the, is the, is the fact that sometimes reflexively, and this is true, dead people will sit up. The, the rest of it I don't care about. I want to know what makes them set up. The, 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 the only thing that interests you is weird stuff. Well, from from bodies, helping my father and bond bodies and having them sit up, I went to collecting bones in the funeral home and funeral uh, cemeteries in the, in the winter because I thought that was pretty cool. Nobody had a human bone collection that I knew. And that led to dreams of ghosts and making a deal with a ghost named Phineas Goodhue to help me to find the mysteries of life. And I, I do believe that, I know that Phineas existed because I found his tombstone. And of course he existed. Yes, yes, he did exist, but most people would say, okay, that's enough. And, and I do believe he's been, he's been nudging me towards what you call the weird all my life. Um, he and the guardian angels have uh, nudged me and protected me, so I've been able to do some pretty unique things. All right, I want to make it clear to listeners that all the things that are in this book. Now, what's the name of your book again? Because you've I write them down and state them. So state the name of your book. Travel Tales from Unknown Realities. Because of the work I do, all the things that are in this book, I knew about, I have been aware of, never in my fondest dreams would I have wanted to pursue those things. In fact... I have made sure that my spirit guide protected me from all the weird people you made friends of. I do. 
But my daughter, who, who's in her thirties now, likes to tell her friends, "Oh, my dad's a little eccentric." A little eccentric. He likes to collect people's weird events. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm a, I, I can vouch for the fact that all these weird beings that you have courted are real. This the, the book is perfectly real. Thank you. I, I say at the beginning, it, it's up to the reader to decide how they want to interpret it. That doesn't matter to me. I'm highly preaching dogma. I, I'm just sharing people my personal experiences that I know are very far out and hard for a lot of people to believe. But I live them. And people who choose to believe me, um, they can accept the fact that reality is much more and that I've been blessed to be able to walk into different slices of it. But long before human beings sought the higher level, the higher vibrating entities, and sought God. They were dealing with, that they had shamans who were dealing with lower vibrating entities. And what our (laughs) dear friend Michael Peter did was go to the far ends of the earth, find those shamans, find find those last shamans, Wherever he went, he would go to the tribes and he would say, where are your shamans? I want to find them. And he would go to these these huts up in the woods by himself, this young man, when he was very young. And he would find the shamans and and uh, they, he would say, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an ignorant, naive American kid. And I, w- I want to know your secrets. I want to, I want to interact with the, the beings you interact with, Mr. Shaman. And they would sometimes almost kill him, but nonetheless, he would interact with the shamans. One of them, one of those shamans himself in front of your eyes turned into a snake and hissed around in the cabin and said, never come back. And that actually happened, right? Yes. That was in Africa. That was in Sierra Leone. Um, I, I, I was blessed, uh, to go to Africa with a good friend, Brian, who, uh, was a philanthropist. He needed someone to help him, um, do the filming of, of his, of where he had donated money and, and where he was staying of it. And on the trip, uh, I was able to meet both in Uganda and Sierra Leone, some of the original pre-Christian, pre-Muslim, um, shamans. And this fellow was, as usual, on the edge of town, I met his nephew, who took me and, and another person we were traveling with to meet his to meet his uncle, uh, who explained to us the, the ways of, of ancient Sierra Leone religion, and then proved it by turning into a large snake um, and and withering on the floor. And, uh, and I saw it, and it was real. And and when he was done, he said, "You better go. That's what I had to show you." Um, <laughs> and I was thankful for the experience and thankful to get out alive. Yeah, right, right. Now, um, listeners and what those watching us, is this possible? Yes. Is this very, very low vib- vibration? Yes. Um, but this kind of stuff long predates um, Islam. It long predates Christianity. It long predates all our interactions with the highest vibrations that long predates our interactions with God. And um, 
I, I, I thought it long predated um, the 60s. I didn't think any shamans st- still existed who could do this kind of manipulation of matter. So I think it's amazing that someone we're talking to today has has met a shaman who could still do this. I think it's amazing. Thank you. In one of my other books, uh, uh, Secrets of the Amazon Shamans, I, I speak of a time um, I was in the Amazon with my children, and they got sick, and we were far from any civilization. So I had no choice but to go to the shaman and ask for help. And he made us go for a hike through the through the jungle. And as we were hiking, he kept running up ahead, and a strange animal would come back. Sometimes it was two large parrots. Sometimes it was uh, uh, a warthog. Sometimes it was a jaguar. Uh, just be seen or make a noise and then go away. And uh, when the hike was over, he said, well, I bless you with the animal spirits. Your children will be better in the morning. And they were. I think that was him changing form to, to bless and heal my children in a very strange way. But yeah. one of the things I've learned over the years is that magic doesn't work quite like Dr. Strange or Gandalf or Harry Potter. It's always got some kind of interesting, odd twist to it. Um, but more than not, it works. It's very amazing that that you've had. I mean, these are wonderful experiences that you've had. And I do hope you write down all these experiences that you've had, because I don't think they're if they still if it's still possible to have them even now, I'm very I would be very surprised. Well, as I was telling you at the beginning before the program, I'm not living in New Orleans. And no, it's not shamans in the Amazon, but New Orleans is still a little bit weird. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Extremely full of very magical people and non-people, not uh, and, and full of magic. I'm meeting all kinds of people. One of the books I'm working on is called Behind the Scenes in New Orleans. Um, <laughs> yeah, it rhymes. That's nice. It's a, it's a working title, like, but it, it deals with the fact that there are uh, people practicing real voodoo. There are real vampires. There are real ghosts here in New Orleans. Yes. I, I would not be surprised to find that vampires maybe still exist, but the true shamans of the ancient, ancient religions have probably largely died out. Yes, I'd say so. That kind of deeply negative, and that this is all negative, negative vibration. This is very low vibration. I'm going to uh, let you say that because of your belief system. Having met these people and seen what they did, I think their intentions were high, and the way they used it was of a good cause. So, uh, negative is a, is an interesting term. Yes, but it's still like it, it's still low vibration. It's a different vibration than the Christ energy, no doubt. Yes, it, it's it's this is a complex kind. I mean, if they still existed, if they could exist now. I think we would have to deal with how how it interacts with God, but I don't think it can exist in the same way. And I, I don't think it I don't think it's possible for it to exist in, in, in with with God. It's a it's a low vibration power in some way. I just I don't know. It's a conversation we should have over tea somehow, yeah, someday. Nice. I would love that. 
because I would love to learn more about more than you have written about what it was like to be there. When you're sitting in a shaman's hut on the edge of a river uh, in the jungle and you kind of feel safe, but you kind of don't. And you're hoping to learn some magical tricks and secrets. You kind of feel safe, but you kind of don't. I'm not surprised you don't feel safe. You know, as we said again before the show, I, I have been so blessed and so protected by spirit guides and, and guardian angels. I, I, the fact that I'm alive and healthy um, is a miracle. And, and the fact that I got to go to so many iffy experiences and come out uh, is a miracle. In the book, I, I speak of the time that I got... It is a miracle. Yes, you were well protected. Yes. I, I speak of the time that I got pretty hubris. I, I had been warned against going to northern Peru um, because there were there were dark brujas there, but supposedly they knew very unique magic. So so I did go uh, through Cajamaca up, up to northern Peru, uh, and there I met a shaman, and he took me for a, a swim in the waters to bless me and he told me all kinds of things and got me drunk. And then he and a couple of friends beat me up, took everything I owned and tied me to a tree. When the, when a man found me tied to that tree, he said, wow, you're so lucky they didn't kill you. Yeah, I remember that story from your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. several times you very you very easily could have died in, in, oh, in that book. I, I've, I've, been, uh, <laughs> I've been beaten and, and, and mud all over the world. Low vibration doesn't necessarily mean evil directly. It, right. It's just contrary to God. It's it's. And that, I'll give you that point. This is this is a different kind of vibration from God, from Jesus, from what we think of now as good or perfect or high vibration. It's quite well, it, different. It, it, in Latin America, in South America, um, a lot of uh, a lot of the people even today live not far from from Cusco and, and the Sacred Valley in the ways of their of their ancestors, the ancient Incas. And and I was speaking to one woman who actually had uh, had a, had her doctorate and and she chose to live in in, in Peru and and she um, she had actually worked on the Smithsonian Institute exhibitions and she. And I said, so when you pray, who do you pray to? And she looked at me kind of puzzled, and she said, well, sometimes I pray to the Mother Mary. And sometimes I pray to Pachamama. And sometimes I don't know which one I'm praying to. But does it matter? And I always thought that was so poetically beautiful. Yeah. Well, and the same thing happened in your book. I mean, you you, you prayed to the the Virgin of Guadalupe, or you had a, you had an experience with the Virgin of Guadalupe, who who was very very powerful. Very. And and uh, yeah, um, and Jesus w- was constantly throwing out negative spirits, right. um, interacting with negative spirits too, and those were those were also. Not necessarily without power. I mean, he was dealing no, no, with it. What I like about your approach versus I was on another radio show. The fellow thought he was very open-minded until he started hearing my stories. And then he said to me, oh, you're doing the work of the devil. This is evil. No, no, and, and no, said, no. No, absolutely not. not. This, this is good. This has brought good into the world and helped many people. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's it's just it's just a much much older older yeah much older and and Jesus was was at the time when the 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 set of how can I put this God was overcoming the older religions. When, that was when, when that was when Jesus was working. He was overcoming the shamanic religions. When I met, uh, I was on a, a camel caravan across the Sahara in Morocco. Is there anything you haven't done in your life? I mean, are you. Oh, there's so much I want to do. I have oh, a, I a have camel caravan so just happened to me. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. But when I was in a camel safari across the Sahara, I I, I got a little delirious. And and I met a gin, and and uh, he, he we had quite a conversation. We are quite powerful, actually. It turns in, out in the conversation, Islam tried to overcome the gin. They never. That's what he talked. He said, "I." He said, "Most people do not realize we were here long before organized religion, and Muhammad wanted to tell people we were evil or we didn't exist and to drive us out. But we've always been here. We and now we still exist in the in the desert." And then he actually made someone's camel act up um, so we'd stop, and he showed me a stone in the sand. And he said, pick that up and give it to the guy who's running the caravan at the end of the day. And when I did, the man was astonished. He said, where did you get this? This is a magic gem from the desert. We don't find these. Um, I mean, I, the gym proved to me that he was real. Yeah, yeah, of course. His story was real. Yeah, the, Islam never overcame the jinn. Yeah. That's right. And they're not evil. They're actually quite helpful. A little mischievous. Yeah, well, so are we all. Yes. It's I actually had had, had um, a little interplay as I was waking up this morning between between my spirit guide and Jesus, which I was not, which I was going to talk about and decided I would not. But, yeah, they're quite playful. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no question about it. Um, the, one of my favorite shamans in, in the Amazon was Vanessa Getty. Um, I, I, uh, I had heard about Eddie from, as I delegated, people kind of passed me along because they knew I was, uh, kind of fanatically searching for, for the shamans. And they told me about Eddie and he was in, uh, north of an old, uh, rubber, uh, plantation area in, in, uh, in Bolivia. And, and I got to the town and, uh, I, I met Eddie and, and I gave him a bottle of rum because shamans used, used to like a present before you, you ask for anything. Absolutely. And, uh, and Eddie said that if I met his apprentice in that bar at night, his apprentice would escort me to his magical, uh, hut out in the edge, edge of town, far edge of town. And, uh, we went and in Peru and, and much of Latin America, that Incas raised guinea pigs as we do chickens because they didn't have chickens. So they, they have high sills uh, in the doorways so that guinea pigs can't get out. And then when it's time to eat, they kill one. I and, remember this story, yeah. And, and Eddie had a bunch of guinea pigs. And I started hearing these popping noises, and the guinea pigs started disappearing. Yeah, and, yeah this was a great story, yeah. And I said, Eddie, are you doing that? And he said, yeah. And then Eddie disappeared. <laughs> and, and then he, he walked back in from outside and he, and he said, I'm, I'm sorry, I had to go. And I said, but Eddie, you didn't leave. <laughs> and, and then he disappeared again. And when he came back, I had moved to Northern uh, California where they have yellow thistle. 
and uh, Eddie had a handful of yellow thistle. He said, where you live is a very beautiful place. And I, I, I brought these flowers back because we don't have them here. And I was like, whoa, Eddie, teach me how to do this. What are you, what are you doing? And then he disappeared again. This time, he, you know, his apprentice and I waited around for about 45 minutes. And his apprentice said, yeah, Eddie doesn't really like to teach people what he does. <laughs> he probably got bothered by you asking. He's probably back at the bar. Let's hike into town. And sure enough, Eddie was in, in the bar having a drink. And uh, I said, Eddie, Eddie, I want to be your, your second apprentice. You have to teach me. And Eddie almost fell over laughing. He said, you'd be a terrible apprentice. I'd kill you. You you are supposed to travel and read people and write books. You're not supposed to be anyone's apprentice. <laughs> but but he, he vanished in front of my eyes and made other things vanish. The things that the shamans could do, even though they were low vibration, were very powerful. Very powerful. That's a fact. Now, if you, if you want to talk low vibration, when I went into uh, Transylvania, uh, I, I met this lovely woman who invited me uh, to see her part of the, in northern Transylvania. I met her in, in the capital, and she was going to a booth there. She was going home, and she invited me to, to see her part of the country. We traveled on bus. And it was all very, very beautiful and very out of a movie or a novel. And, and But in the middle of the night, I heard her screaming. And I, and I ran out, and she was in the kitchen with a cross and, and, and a candle. And, and I said, what happened? What happened? She said, I didn't know who you were. I made a mistake inviting you here. There's a lot of dark vibration, a lot of dark entities, and they were attracted to your light. You have to leave in the morning or some bad things are going to happen to both of us. So the next morning I got up and she took me to the bus and I, and I left Transylvania. But <laughs> there was something there, and there was something there, not not at the light. Yes, <laughs> but the thing is, there is when we're trying to understand reality, we have to understand reality is a lot more complex than most of us understand. It really is. It really is, and if, if the book does nothing else, I do hope that it does that. By by the way, it's. It's available in a number of stores. People can ask for it. It's also on Amazon, and the iBook is very inexpensive. I think it's four dollars. So anyone who wants to read it um, can either buy a hard copy or, or buy the iBook. And, and my other books are there too. Um, and, and it, 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 I want the book to open people's minds to possibilities that have existed and can exist in the world um, because it really is so much more than our material world that we're, we're hypnotized by. The problem is that the, that the religion, the, the Christian religion that was uh, started by the Roman Emperor Constantine, not by Jesus, is so, right. is so vastly negative and fear-based that the guy who interviewed you, he's based in fear. Everything scares him. Everything right. scares him. Right. If it's if it's not what I've been taught or what I've learned, then it must be evil. Now, when I saw the title of your book, when when you you approached me about it, 
Um, most people, most of the books that I am uh, approached about come from agents. Yours came over the, over the transom, as they say, just by you. And when I saw the title, I said, Ooh, I don't, I don't want to read that. That's kind of spooky looking. And so the, 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 the person who said, uh, Oh no, this is one we want you to read was my guide. Thank you, God. Yeah. And, um, I, and that, which means that, it, that Jesus wanted me to read it because they work together. And, uh, I said, okay, I'll look at it. And I read the, you know, the first part of it. And I said, are you sure? And they said, oh, yes. So I read it, you know, you, you were, you were basically, you came from a higher authority. That book came from a higher authority to me. And they were right. I should have read it. I, they wanted me to read it and I should have read it. And it, I think, I think it's important for people who come out of Christianity to understand that a book like yours, which comes from long before Christianity, is much more complex than the whole black and white Christian nonsense. It's important for them to understand and read. I, I think a lot of people have come in this life to evolve to a place of understanding that you speak to, and I think some haven't. Some, that's not what they came to do. They came to experience <laughs> this life the way it is. And as I said before, I'm not preaching and I'm not trying to convert. I'm offering um, stories that might expand people's imaginations and understandings of self. And, and if it does that, I'm joyous. Well, I mean, you, you got, to me, you got the good house BBC because it came from Thomas. Thank you, That means a lot. It came, it came from Thomas and which means that, that it also, um, uh, was blessed by Jesus as well. If Jesus wanted me to read it, for sure I was going to read it. And you are, I it already had a slot on Seek Reality because if he wanted me to read it, then I'm sure it was acceptable. And I read it and I got so much fun. I had parts of it had me laughing, partly because you were an idiot. And I said, <laughs> what, what an You're idiot. Right. <laughs> Something's yeah, never changed. I, I can't believe he did this. You know, but, but anything that, anything that has you laughing at and with the author simultaneously, it's pretty good. That's a pretty good book. But you. also because I already knew about the entities and the experiences, I already knew that they could happen. And I just didn't know that they could happen, had, had happened as recently as the 60s to anyone. I knew that they could happen, you know, long ago, they were possible long before, you know, recorded history, they had happened or could happen or were possible theoretically. I think a lot of things are still hidden um, that that you have to really look for uh, that 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 most people won't find. I think it was a lot easier back when, but mm-hmm. I think I mean I uh, not ten years ago I, I met a shaman in, in uh, on uh, in the Yucatan and uh, from the Mayan people, and he wasn't as magical perhaps as some of the shamans I met in, in uh, the Amazon, but he was just to listen to him was almost hypnotic. He was beyond charismatic and he had the energies of the Mayan peoples, the Mayan gods and goddesses. Uh, and, and, and it was, it was enhancing just to, just to sit with him 
for a day uh, in ceremony. I think those things are still there. When I met the rug merchants in Istanbul uh, who desperately wanted uh, our business to, to sell carpets in Europe and the United States, he, to impress us, actually showed us and let us ride on flying carpet. I, I thought those were fairy tales. Um, you rode on a flying carpet. Yeah. Wait a minute. I remember this from the book. You you wrote it on it in the book. I, I didn't. I was inter- more interested in the shamans, but I remember that. Yeah. He, he brought us in a back room. There, there was four of us. And this guy I was with was a bit of a shim-sham artist. And he had convinced them that we ran rug stores uh, in Europe and the United States. And we'll buy big from him if we could, uh, if we could see the best of his wares. And they entertained us all day, which is what my friend was after. <laughs> they entertained us and fed us. And then as a grand finale, he took us down a hallway into a back room and took this large carpet out of this closet, rolled it out on the floor, walked around it chanting and spreading um, herbs, had a sit on it, and it rose up off the floor and went around this large hall we were sitting in and then came back down. And, and uh, I, I, I thought that was uh, Aladdin and the 40 Thieves. I, didn't, I never thought it was real. <laughs> But I think there's a lot of things like that that are hidden away, locked away, and uh, your vibration has to match them. You have to be looking for them. You have to be willing to ask and, and, and to explore. Your mind has to go with it. If you had said, I don't believe in it, it wouldn't have happened. Well, that's it. Yeah, no, I always say to everyone, I believe in everything unless it's disproven. And even then, I'm not quite sure I don't believe in it. Yeah, yeah, that that's why it worked, of course. <laughs> this is so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. No, we have to get beyond the primitive beliefs. The primitive beliefs. And um, among those primitive beliefs are the past 1700 years of Roman Christianity. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to say, I'm sad to say, it grieves me to say. And I was raised a Catholic and yeah. Um, up until the day that a priest tried to molest me, I was going to be a priest. But uh, that day I ran home and told my father, I'm no longer a Catholic and I'm no longer going to church. And, uh, and But what the Catholic Church gave me was an understanding and an appreciation of ceremony and ritual. To, yeah. When I was in Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris at a sunrise mass, and the sun hit the Rosetta uh, stained glass and... They were singing chants and they were burning the incense. It was as transcendent as any shaman ceremony yeah. I've done in Amazon. Of course. Of they course. were masters of ceremony and ritual. Of course. And, and that is a, those are powerful tools that people can use however they believe in Christ or whatever they believe in. Of course. No, of course. It's just the negativity is a killer. Fear and hate. Serve no one but the devil. I, I, you know I, mean? I met I met a shaman and and uh, he was very good at astral traveling. And he said, uh, "I've traveled all over the universe. I've traveled to the center of the earth. I've traveled to the center of the sun. I've traveled all over the planet and into other planets. The only place I found Satan or the devil was in the hearts and the souls of the people who believed him." I thought that was a very powerful statement. 
Of course. That's the secret to it all. I mean, people don't realize the power of our own thoughts and beliefs. That's right. And love is the highest, most powerful vibration there is. Amen, amen. Um, I totally, I totally agree with that statement. That's uh, what's gotten me through. I, I am very blessed to have people in my life who love me and that I love, um, and and I always have been. And and I think that I think that when we love life and we love ourselves and we love people, then things things go good. And that was what Jesus came to teach. So right, right. I agree. I mean, the Sermon on the Mount is one of the most beautiful pieces of writing. Yeah. And and that's really what this is all about. That's what Seek Reality is all about. And that was why they wanted me to have you on, because that was what you sought the world, traveled the world to find. Sure. Time and again. I mean, the, the dark shamans, the, the dark forces have a certain vibration. But those who do good intentions, do good work and heal people, yeah. They, they make a real difference. One of my friends, uh, Dr. Jeannie Greeny, uh, up in Virginia, just came out with, with a book on healing. She's 87 years old, and she studied healing all her life and alternative healing. And she came out with a beautiful book. It's called Running from Everything I Was Meant to Be. And what it talks about is how people, through just turning off the TV, one night a week and taking time to pray or meditate and taking time to to focus on their auras, their chakras, um, their intentions, their goals, uh, that they can they can greatly enhance their whole existence. I was just answering questions before I started this interview and um someone was telling me how how sick he had been and how messed up he had been and then he finally found um um that kind of healing how it found found non-medical system healing and now he's fine he said why do why is it that, that they don't tell you this you know because that you know all the, the whole medical system screwed me up and now i'm fine and i said to him and i wrote it down in my email to him i said if i just had a dollar for how many times people have told me that Right. right now, I wouldn't be running to you. I'd be on the Riviera on my yacht. Yeah, and, and, nice. um, and it's true. It's true, though. No, it is. Oh, it's so true. No, I, and it's getting worse. But it's getting worse so that people will find what you just told him more and more. People are getting used and abused by the greedy medical and pharmaceutical systems. And if really? they and if they realize that inside we have the answers and the power. I've seen that in countries all over the world. The people who know, they they can make a difference in their own life. Healing works so well. Exactly. Uh, and they just have to believe in themselves and not give their power away to doctors and, and, and pharmaceutical drugs. Um, oh, so true. One of my favorite stories uh, in, in the travel tales from the unknown realities is, is uh, I... I, I, my big toe got infected, uh, when I was running my business, Magical Blur Magazine. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't, I usually used alternative medicine. I, I, I mean, I, nothing I did was working. So I went to a medical doctor and she gave me antibiotics, which I never liked. And they didn't work. So she gave me stronger antibiotics and they, 
they made me sick. Right. So she wanted to put me in a hospital on an antibiotic drip, and I said, no, I'm going back to Peru. And I flew down to Cajamaca in Peru, which we used to, which fought the Incas. It was a whole separate culture. But I had been there once before, and I had heard that there were still some Cajamanca shamans that existed. And I found a guide who took me to one. And um, he, the first thing the shaman said to me is, you have to buy a guinea pig. And I said, all right. And he charged me $10 for a guinea pig. And I said, that's a pretty expensive guinea pig, but I came all this way. I guess that's what I got to do to get better. I remember. I know where this is going. And, and uh, he, he took the guinea pig and he was chanting and waving it all around me and waving it over my toe and then pulled out a knife out of nowhere and killed the guinea pig. And, and I was like, my guinea pig. How can you do that? <laughs> and and uh, the guide said, he said the guinea pig had to die for your sins. And I was like, oh. Uh, and, and then he, 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 he opened it up so he could look at the entrails, and he said, oh, it's quite obvious. You, you don't feel supported in your business by your staff, in your home by your wife. Your kids are getting older and don't need you as much. So your foundation is weak, and that's why your foot got infected. And, and he said, I, I've started the healing. Tomorrow, go to the hot springs, which were the place that the last Inca, um, the last Sapa Inca, the last leader of the Incas, spent his day before the Spanish killed him. And I spent the day in the, in the hot tubs, and at the end of the day, my toe was all better. Um, and it hasn't bothered me since. Uh, Isn't that great? The, ink, the, the guinea pig had to die for your sins. Isn't that so sad? It is. People eat them all the time, and... and and we eat chickens and, and cows and pigs, so I, you know, but oh. uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't my intention to go down there and sacrifice guinea pigs. <laughs> but, but it is so true that energy healing works so well because I hear from people all the time who tell me this, and I, I don't preach it at all. I never mention it. I don't think I've ever had an energy healer on, not for a long time, on Seek Reality. But people just tell me this. It, oh, my dear. Does. I'm so sorry we've come to the end of our time. We have to do this oh. again because this oh, is... I love this is so much fun. Thank you. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you so much. What do you want people to take away from our time together? Basically, reality is much more than we than our day to day existence, and they should just take some time, you know, one night a week to 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 meditate or pray and or read and think about other slices of reality and how they can enhance their lives. With them. That's beautiful. <laughs> I think it's even more importantly, they should take every day of their life. It just be joyous. I mean, look how happy you are, and you've done all this stuff and survived it just fine because because you're just living in joy, even though it's a kind of crazy on the edge joy. It's joy all the same. Sure. No joy and love. I mean, those are, those are two of the big keys. You're absolutely right. Oh, and and they should look for my book on Amazon: Travel Tales from Secret from Unknown Realities. Yes, we're gonna. We'll certainly mention that. We'll mention okay. to people how to get your book. I, I do I recommend just, it. I mean, any book that would make me like literally put away things I had promised to people I would do today and do it a different day. Very few books that I've read have made me do that. I literally that's, loved that's it. That's high praise. I, I appreciate that, Roberta. And um, and and when if it, it's a book that both Thomas and Jesus wanted me to read and then talk to everybody about it. And I think that's kind of a high recommendation too. I, I don't think they come too much higher. <laughs> no. 
everyone again. Well, we have come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you could be with us today. I can't talk very much about next week, but next week our guests will be Raymond Moody and Paul Perry. Um, as everyone knows, Raymond Moody wrote Life After Life. He's out with a new book now. It's called Proof of Life After Life, Seven Reasons to Believe There's an Afterlife. This audience doesn't need any proof. We already know. But please join us next week and hear what they have to say. And uh, this week, we've been talking with Michael Peter Langevin, who is frankly hysterical. And we're going to have him back again. Um, He wrote a wonderful book, which I recommend. And we'll talk about it, of course, in the, in the, the notes to this episode. I think that it's time that we look at all the different ways in which humanity has searched for God and all the different ways in which God has searched for humanity. And um, there's nothing higher than I can say than that um, there is much more that we still have to learn. But all of it is beautiful, even though not all of it is, is kind of, some of it's incomprehensible. I mean, how there have been people who have been able to transform matter so that it can fly in the air as a magic carpet, how have been, people have been able to transform matter so it can turn into, they can turn into a snake and slither on the ground. And there we have just heard someone from someone who has seen those things happen. I don't understand it, but it's been real all the same. Meanwhile, of course, it's time once again to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things afterlife. Just go to SeekReality.com and start to learn for yourself that your own reality is eternal. It's eternal. Learn the ultimate truth from our dear friend Craig Hogan, who's your worldwide expert on all things afterlife. And TeachingsByJesus.com is your single resource for all the beautiful divine truths that are brought to us in perfect love by the greatest teacher, Master Jesus. It's a religion-free website. It's just about Jesus. Now it really is his turn. Also, my nonfiction books I don't have time to talk about, but you know what they are. And if you want to talk about any of my books, just go to the Green Contact block or anything at all. Go to the Green Contact block on robertagrimes.com. I do answer every email. Just make sure I have your correct email address. Otherwise, it bounces and it makes me sad. And all of the more than 500 past episodes of Seek Reality are available wherever audio podcasts can be found. You can listen to new audio episodes, audio episodes each week with the Seek Reality app that you can find for free wherever free apps are available. And you also can see new video episodes each week on Roku or Fire Stick. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in this whole universe, you are infinitely and eternally loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. 
Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to DreamVision7Radio.com. This is DreamVision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello. 